Welcome back to another episode of Life is Full of Daisies, where we talk all things life and being the best versions of ourselves. I'm Daisy Ayala, and on this week's episode, we continue in setting ourselves up for a successful year and life with talking vision boards with my guest, Cass Henry. She's truly in, in alignment with what this whole podcast is about. Not only is she an entrepreneur, but she helps people live the best life and become the best versions of themselves. She hosts vision board workshops and also has an ultimate fulfillment journal. So welcome to the podcast, Cass. Thank you for having me. We, I'm, I'm so excited to have you on this episode because I've mentioned vision boards to some of my close friends and I've practiced it for a few years after I watched or one of my bosses made me watch or had us all watch The Secret. And after that, that's when I was introduced to vision boards. And then I've every year have tried to learn more about it and try to make sure that that I'm doing it properly or making sure that it's just in alignment with what I want for my future. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I have watched The Secret twice. I read the book and now I'm reading her new book, The Ultimate Secret, I think it is. And I just I soak it all up. I love all of that stuff. Uh Attraction. Yeah, I just love it. So just tell us a little bit about yourself and just a little bit about your backstory and how you even got started in doing vision board workshops and just turning it into a business? Yeah, for sure. So I had my own breakdown moment about two years ago. Prior to that, I had suffered from suicidal depression for about a decade, and I didn't really know why I was feeling that way. And in October of 2018, I had my last kind of moment of enough is enough. I sat in my bedroom and I contemplated and planned out in my head how I was going to end my life once and for all. And so the thought of me just being able to take a bunch of pills and fall asleep peacefully forever in my bed was at the moment a very peaceful feeling. But then I was interrupted by a thought of who is going to get my little boy off the bus. And the thought of my four year old standing there with his mom not being there to pick him up off the bus completely shattered me. And in that moment, I knew I needed to do something different. I knew I needed to find a solution. And I didn't want to be in that pain anymore. So something after that first like message that came to me, I then received another message of why don't you create a vision board cast? You've seen it in podcasts in audiobooks and videos and blogs. That is your next step. So as I was guided to create a vision board, I walked over to my office. And at the time, I didn't really feel worthy of all those perfect Pinterest photos. You see them all over the internet. And honestly, they still even to this day, mm-hmm. I don't love consuming, you know, all those perfect Pinterest photos just because there's so much out there. But so my first vision board was actually a drawing. I really just sat in my office with colored pencils and a marker and I drew down things that I thought I wanted. Now I shared with my my vision board workshop attendees this morning that I'm realizing now that it wasn't actually me writing those things. It was my higher self. I felt like someone or something had like taken over and kind of wrote through me, which I find super fascinating because looking back, I could have never written a mission statement like this being in the state that I was. So after creating my first vision board, I attended the Tony Robbins UPWU event in New York City in November of 2018. And then at that event, I heard another message saying, Cass, vision boards saved and changed your life. You have to share this with the world. And that's where the birth of vision board workshops happened for me. And it's been two years now, and I've hosted it for almost 200 people. Wow, that is awesome. 
So who do you think or spoke to you in that moment when you were in that horrible mental state? When I, I'm still not per se super religious. Um, I'd say I'm spiritual. So perhaps maybe my higher self or God or, or whatever it is that is out there that, you know, is Mm -hmm. looking out for us and has our back. I'm now in that moment, I surrendered. And I said, you know what, I'm throwing up my hands. I surrender to whatever is out there. Just please help me get out of this. And since then, listening to my intuition, listening to my higher self, I get messages every day of going this direction and, and so on and so forth. So it's been transformational and learning also that the voice in my head, you know, the negative voice in my head is not me. It's a voice that I'm hearing. And at any point, I can either choose to change what's being spoken up there or listen if I want to. Yeah, it's been huge. When you said listening to the voice, what you know, because sometimes there is that negative voice, do you give yourself like a pep talk and just tell like for me, when I start thinking negatively, I'm like, okay, that's my inner child talking like I understand and I hear you. I see you, but that's not who I want to be. I know you're scared but we're going to get out of our comfort zone and we're going to push for something better for our lives. Yeah, you know what? I don't see that negative voice as my inner child. I see my inner child as actually being healed and she's loved and happy and excited. So I would separate those. I see that voice as... Mm-hmm. kind of the ego who is trying to keep you safe, but also it's totally old programming. So whenever the old program comes up of the negative thought patterns, because I used to ruminate in all these negative thought patterns, I used to be so good at it, obviously, to the point that I wanted to end my life mm-hmm. on those occasions. But anytime now I have one of those thoughts, I interrupt it with, you know what, that's not true. Like that's the old thinking that I used to have. And I have, I create these inspirational signs, such things like you belong, have a grateful heart, have faith. And I surround myself in this positive, with these positive reminders, because it is so easy to go backwards, that without having this conditioning in my environment set up for success, I could see myself going backwards. But now that I've kind of reprogrammed my mind and gone through all the deep inner work, I feel like I'm the step further that it's not so easy to go backwards. Yeah, I love that. Because uh, this year, I mean, for me, in some of my other episodes, it's all about growth. And it's all about being the better version of you, but also healing those inner wounds that we just neglected all these years. And I love that that you said, you know, it's about putting yourself in a better state. It's about working on those areas. Yeah, absolutely. And this year, I I surrendered as well to hiring a psychologist, because I was like, you know, I've done so much inner work that I've had incredible breakthroughs, and I continue to do so and help others do so. But there's definitely lingering stuff there that I need help with getting through. And so by hiring, I hired a coach, a mindset coach, a business coach, and a psychologist, all of which can help me from different angles and perspectives to help me work through that deeper on a subconscious level. So it's super exciting now before it was scary. And I feel like I had so much resistance built up around getting help. But now I'm super excited to kind of face the darkness so that I can illuminate those areas and break free from them. Oh, that's awesome. Like I've talked about this before as well as about getting like a therapy and making sure that because therapists are amazing and they help us definitely work through all of that, that we, like I said, neglected and which is something that I'm going to venture out in 2021 and making sure that I'm fully you know, everyone can see you as a positive person on, you know, social media and whatnot. But sometimes you do get into those dark times or those 
dark moments where those are the times where I feel like that's when therapy comes in and it can help you kind of get yourself out of that dark space. Yeah, especially when you're having a hard day and you're just going through like a total shitstorm and you're like, you know what? I am so excited to talk to my therapist because I used to offload my internal struggles onto other people who I trusted and loved around me, but it's not, it's not up to them to have to hold that space or hold, you know, everything that I'm going through. I feel like that's why we pay Mm -hmm. therapists a lot of money so that they can hold that space for us and, and they know the tools, how to kind of release it. Whereas our loved ones, even though we love them and they are open to receiving those things, it's not always up to them to have to take care of us in that way. Yeah, and that's true. We we do offload a lot of that. I mean, I'm guilty of it with my sisters because they're the ones that always hear the bad, but I'm grateful for them. And here's to 2021 and finding a great therapist to be able to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Before we get into the, all the vision boards and how to do it, because I actually like posted it on my social media and gauge the interest from my list. And there's quite a few people that haven't done a vision board or have don't really know what it is. So I was actually excited even more because I was like, oh, great. I'm interviewing someone that can help at least start that journey for them. Yeah, absolutely. Before we do the vision board, I do want to talk about law of attraction and limiting beliefs because I think they go hand in hand. Yeah, absolutely. So limiting beliefs and law of attraction. I speak on that. I have a masterclass that I walk people through separate from the vision board because I find that it's such deep work that it can't kind of all go together in one like session you know what I mean like it's so deep but essentially with your vision boards what you focus on ultimately comes into your life so vision boards help you focus on what you actually want so often people Mm -hmm. don't have vision boards or don't have their environment set up to remind them of what they do want by default they're getting things that they don't want if they're in kind of a more neutral negative state of mind where they are worrying and stressed out and overwhelmed because so often especially during this global pandemic people are are scared they're scared about losing their jobs or going into debt or being alone. And what we focus on is is what we get, unfortunately. So the law of attraction mm-hmm. works in both a positive and negative way. And that's why vision boards are so important, not just for the spiritual community, but for anybody who wants to really allow themselves to focus their minds on and get clear on what they want. And then there's obviously mm-hmm. a bunch of little different tips and different little tricks and, and tools that you can kind of incorporate into your everyday day like the power of visualization which is what we do also in the workshop the power of journaling Mm -hmm. affirmations things like that those are super powerful in encompassing the whole manifestation journey so before you start your vision board is it a good idea to like set goals kind of like write down what you're wanting to achieve or what you're wanting to do absolutely so I'll actually share with you what's important is to first realize where you are in your life because in order to get to a new Mm -hmm. Destination, you have to per- first put in your current destination, right? Like if you were to put in a GPS where you want to go. So first figure out where you are and also go back and think the past, you know, six months to a year or many years of your life and, and look back on reflection and be like, you know what? Thank you for all the lessons. Thank you for all these blessings. Thank you for all the opportunities that you have given to me or the obstacles that have come my way because otherwise you wouldn't 
been able to learn and go to the next level. So first figuring out where you are is super important. And then once you figure out where you are, then you can kind of begin to figure out what's missing. So I like to speak on eight different categories when I'm talking to my students who are creating vision boards and have them kind of rate themselves on a scale of one to 10. And then from there, you see, you take stock, you know, what is good in these areas and what's missing. And then you kind of fill in the blanks. That's kind of how you discover what it is that you want in your life. I think it's a super powerful exercise. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Because I've been I've started that for because every at the end of the year, I always start just kind of journaling it and start to reflect on like what happened this past year and then I'll then start setting up for what I want to happen for the next year. Yeah, absolutely. And I find that something that's super important that I feel is sitting before you dive into all of this exciting work is to cleanse Mm -hmm. cleanse kind of your slate and get into a state of meditation before so that you can let go and mix up all that stagnant energy so that you can start from a fresh slate so during my workshop or if ever someone is is going to create a vision board on their own I play a visualization meditation that helps people really say thank you for their past say thank you for who they are and for their health and their heart and and the blessings of people around them and then I help them visualize what they see in the future just by calling in, just by seeing it through, you know, their inner self, their intuition, God, or whatever it is that they believe in. So that when they're deciding what they want for their vision board, it's coming from their heart and not their head of what they think they want. Ah, that's a very good tip right there, guys. Well, one fascinating thing for anyone that's listening is, which I actually heard Steve Harvey talk about this, where he talks a lot about vision boards. And he's always like, if you don't have a vision board, then what are you doing with your life? Because he's very big on this. And then he also mentions that Oprah has used to speak about vision boards all the time whenever she had her show on air. I love that. So anyway, if anyone ever listens to like Steve Harvey, because he's actually got really great advice just for life in general, especially if you're wanting to start your own business or you're just wanting to direct your life in a different route. He's honestly one of the like I like I like hearing his little inspo talks that he does and people make videos of them and I just find them interesting. Yeah, absolutely. No, I I can admit that I have about five or six vision boards in my office. Now, they're not all things that I necessarily want to manifest like materialistic things. Actually, there's very few materialistic things on my boards. It's more so manifesting the feelings Mm -hmm. and the thoughts that I want to manifest into my mind and into my body because so often our feelings and thoughts go from default settings. And so unless you're working on that every single day, having these visual reminders is super helpful as well. So I encourage people to not so much focus on materialistic things, but also focus on things that they want to feel and experience and do and the people that they want to become to also add that to their vision boards. Now, for me, I remember last year on my vision board from last year, I remember putting like I would put a picture up, but then I would also write something down like as in like what I wanted how I wanted to feel like grateful or joyful and I don't know if that's something that's right or wrong I'm not sure but that's just something I did for myself to remind me because that's what I wanted to feel for that year yeah no there's honestly there's no right or wrong way for creating a vision board and I want to kind of emphasize on that because people when you add so many limitations or restrictions on something then it it kind of takes away from the creativity of it. So 
I tell people, you know, there's no right or wrong way. Just don't put something on there that you don't want, you know, in the next little while. Like, I've had people put babies on their boards, and I'm like, make sure you want that. I've seen people get that sooner, much sooner than they want. But adding words to explain how you want to feel is definitely a great visual reminder. And as I tell people, when you're choosing your photo, choose one that makes you feel feel that like don't just choose any photo that you're like oh well that's good enough no choose a photo and even if it takes you like a week to find the perfect photo that's okay find a photo that encompasses the feeling that you want to get from that experience or thing so for those that don't know what like explain what a actual vision like you already kind of mentioned like vision board and what it is but like you said you have five different vision boards so you can have multiple or just one? Yeah, I mean, I've, I have different, I have a bunch of vision boards because I don't throw them out at the end of the year. I just keep them because they bring me a ton of joy. And it's also just nice to have the reminders around you. But a vision board mm-hmm. is essentially a visual tool that helps you gain clarity on what you want and allows you to focus on it daily. So as you focus on it daily and you bring the emotions to envisioning that what you want is what you're going to have in your in your life it works alongside with the law of attraction and manifestation but also on a conscious level you begin to say no to things that are no longer in alignment with what you want so if things like we don't put eating unhealthy smoking cigarettes having mental health problems having debt we don't add those things onto our board but so often all of us so many of us struggle with that so that's why the vision board is so helpful because it's helping us focus on the positives that we want to attract in our life and then we can begin to go towards that go into the direction towards what we want. Instead of focusing on quitting things or losing things or letting go of things, we're focusing instead on the positive of gaining and attracting and going towards what we want. What, uh, because this was a frequently asked question when, like I said, I posted about vision boards and it said, what should go on it? Because some people were like, not sure of like, but you've kind of already pretty much said like, put things that you're wanting to manifest or attract into your life. But if they wanted to put a new house or a new car, if, if, I mean, if they want material things, that's okay to put on there. Right. Or. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. You can put anything that you want to have, that you want to feel that you want to do. So if you want to go on a trip, things that you want to experience or feel pretty much anything that you don't have in your life right now or you want more of, throw it on your board. I don't recommend having a board that is extremely cluttered with a bunch of different photos. I would say keep it within Mm -hmm. a certain range that feels good, that's not cluttered, but you can have anything you want in there as long as you believe within some part of your soul that that it's possible for you. Because if you're putting things on your board that you either... One, don't believe is possible for you, or two, don't actually want, then that's when you come to a space of thinking that vision boards don't work, but it's just because those things aren't in alignment with you or you don't believe that it's possible. Oh, so even having like slight bit of doubt with something that you're putting on there could actually kind of counteract what you're trying to do? Yeah, so so often I see people putting like um, Mercedes or a million dollars or things like that. And so sometimes they'll look at it and be like, you know what, like, I'm never going to have a million dollars. Whereas some people who are used to making, you know, big figures or believe 
in either winning the lottery or something like that, then that's okay. So just gain clarity on what it is that you want. Things that are realistic, but still kind of pushing it a little bit. But so maybe you've been single for like the past 10 years and you want to manifest your dream partner. Put someone who you would love Mm -hmm. to be with and, and believe that it's possible for you, even if Maybe a little part of you still is like, oh, I'm, I'm scared. You know, I might not find somebody. But even if there's a little part of you that believes it's possible, then throw it on there. Okay, gotcha. Should you put stuff you you already have or already grateful for on the vision board? Yeah, so you can do this. And you may want to put that as like a separate board of things that you're already grateful for and things that you want to remind yourself that you're grateful for in your life. I did that on one of my boards. And Mm -hmm. although it made me feel really good, it had me focus more so on the past than on the present and then the future. So if you're wanting to put things that you already have, then I would say to create a gratitude board and create a vision board. Okay, so separate the two. Yeah. What size should it be? Because there's so many other people that are doing vision board workshops and do videos and lessons on vision boards. But for you, what size do you feel is appropriate for a vision board? So I've created all sorts of sizes, but I would say a regular piece of paper, like an 11 by, I don't know what it is, like 11 by eight and a half or something like that. Traditional size piece of paper. Mm Mm-hmm. Usually a really good size because you can look at it kind of in one view versus if you had like a whole big wall or a big bristle board or a really big canvas, then it can be hard to sit there and focus on it. We're in such a rush all the time. So unless people are incorporating this into their daily routine of sitting and really focusing on each thing, then I would say keep it smaller than bigger. So to find the images to put on the actual vision board, do you use magazines? Do you use Pinterest? Do you what? Because a lot of people think that you have to use magazines, but I've seen a lot of people also use Pinterest and actually make it that paper size where they put all the images in one page on a computer spreadsheet. Yeah, absolutely. So when I prior to COVID-19, I was doing in-person workshops, as well as doing a few virtual workshops with people around the world. But so you can do a mix of both. If you have access to magazines, then you can sit down and kind of ruffle through them. The thing with magazines is you need quite a few of them. And it takes a long time to kind of sort through magazines. As you're not looking for something specific, or perhaps you are, but you have to go through a bunch of magazines to find what you're looking for. The great thing with Google and Pinterest is you can gain clarity around what it is that you want and then find that specific photo that you're looking for. So for my virtual workshops, I have people go on Pinterest and Google, and then we use a free online app called Canva to create it. I guess that's what I should do because I did that last night as I went because I've written down my goals and... Then I went through Pinterest and actually started pinning all the pictures that I want. And I I didn't even think, but I guess I can use my Canva to import all this and put it all in one page. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And then when you save it, you can print it as a PDF, but then save it also as a JPEG so you can put it on the background of your phone and your computer. Oh, that's, that's also a really good idea. So it's always there and you're always able to actually visually see it. 
Exactly. And then where should it go? Where should it be placed? Because some people, I've heard two different stories. Some people say, put it away, don't see it. But I'm like, doesn't that defeat the whole purpose of it? And then others are like, you should put it up where you see it every day, which that's what I do. I put mine in my closet because I get ready and I can see it every day and start visualizing things. Yeah, some people, I was actually on, I think it was on Facebook today and I had somebody in one of the communities that I'm part of say that they hid their vision board because they were, they felt shame when hanging it up and that goes along with our limiting beliefs of you know our fear of being judged by others so so many people have these great audacious goals and dreams that they put on their vision boards but then they're scared that they're going to be judged by others who perhaps live with them or who might come into their home and see their vision board so oftentimes you'll notice that some people hide it because of that reason or sometimes they lack the space but I would definitely recommend to put it in a spot that you look at it every day so that you can remain your focus on it and then by essentially by the law of attraction, you'll begin to attract that stuff into your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, I believe it. Listen to cast guys. How do you hold yourself accountable? That was one of the questions that one of my listeners asked. After they do their vision board, how do you hold yourself accountable? You know what? I think, well, speaking for myself, I personally need a coach to help me hold myself accountable to reaching those great goals. When it comes to things like a vacation or manifesting, things like that, then that's kind of separate. Like you have to take inspired action whenever like you hear one of those messages or you feel a nudge to kind of pursue something, then it's up to you. That's how you hold yourself accountable by listening to those nudges and those random nudges that are like, hey, like, maybe you should call this person or maybe you should log onto the internet right now and, and search this like just the God or or the universe just trying to guide you and then pursuing what you're yeah. suggesting to you. Mm-hmm. But surrounding yourself with like minded people who are also in that kind of arena with you who also want to, you know, turn their dreams into reality, I think is a really great way. And one way as well is journaling every day. Like when I write in my ultimate fulfillment journal every single morning, I'm then reminded of, okay, what are my goals? What am I working towards today? How I, how do I want to feel? What am I manifesting today? So having that as part of your daily routine is super important. No, I, I agree, which is so, journaling is something I'm exploring right now. So it's been hard for me to actually be consistent with it, but I do find it helpful when I actually do it. Yeah, that's awesome. I find that sometimes people just need to find the journal that works for them. Like I'm not the type of person who just freely writes because then I can find myself either rambling on or ranting on about negative things that are happening in my life or just feeling like at a pause, like not sure what to write. So that's why I created the Ultimate Fulfillment Journal because I use prompts. I I write down things that I want to be intentional about every day. So it's a quick process. And then it also allows you to focus on the things that are Mm -hmm. like most important. So I find a journaling practice that works for you. There's honestly so many journals out there. So just explore what's on the market. And then once you find something that works for you, then just commit to it for at least 90 days. 90 days. And then for since we there's a few questions I have from the things that you've said. First, why do you believe that your journal is something that people should actually look into or just see if it works for them versus other journals? Yeah, you know what? I find that there's proof in the pudding. And again, I can only speak from a personal experience, although I'm getting a ton of feedback from other people who are also using my journal. But But something that I find is super important is we forget to celebrate ourselves, our progress, and, you know, our results throughout the day. And 
the biggest part about my journal is every single day you celebrate your progress. So it's not a to-do list that is a part of it. It's what did you accomplish? And it can be bigger, bigger, small accomplishments, like getting up out of bed without pressing the snooze button is a huge accomplishment for some people or drinking that extra water or making the phone call or calling, Mm -hmm. calling your friend, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, the thing that is super important and that Mm -hmm. I have everyone do is stop and reflect on your day and celebrate it. Because the biggest reason I created this journal is because I suffered from mom guilt. And I always felt like I was never doing enough. And I always felt, you know, rather unfulfilled Mm -hmm. with with everything that I was doing, even though I was I was packing my days with so much stuff, I stopped to actually celebrate my progress. And so this journal has been transformational for me. And that's why I needed to get it out into the world because I know that other people are feeling the same way. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm gonna have to look into your journal then because I love how you put that you allow people to reflect on like the good things that happen because then that helps feed into that positive energy and it keeps you inspired and motivated. Yeah. And you're celebrating yourself. And there's four parts to the journal. And the first part is you focus on three things that you want to feel that day. So, so often I catch myself wanting to feel brave or unstoppable or grateful or just, you know, happy or proud. So allowing yourself to set the tone in the morning is super powerful. Choosing three things that you're grateful for, because then you can focus on feeling complete already. And then you can pursue other things external to you. And then three I am statements that really set the mm-hmm. tone day. Like I am brave. I am powerful. I am loved. I'm worthy. All of these things are just really great ways to set yourself up for success. Do you recommend like the morning? Cause you know, some, some people struggle with, with getting up early in the morning or like before you start your day to go to work, do you recommend that it's best to do it in the morning or can you do it in the evening right before you go to bed so you can start off the day the next day like that? Or what's your recommendation? Yeah, I would definitely recommend doing it at nighttime. It takes five minutes or less like writing down three things in each category and incorporating maybe you do it when you eat your breakfast that's what I do before I I I actually usually do Mm -hmm. it when I drink my pre-workout before I work out in the mornings life and of an entrepreneur Mm -hmm. I we kind of you know just go with the flow but yeah definitely try and get it done in the morning and then at nighttime that's when you reflect on your day you know, you ask yourself, what did I get done on my list? What did I not? And why was I not able to complete the things that I planned to accomplish that day? And so instead of kind of beating yourself up, in the instructions, I have you say, you know, did I just not have the time to complete those things? Did I just not want to? Do I need to ask for help? Was it not urgent? Things like that. So they're empowering questions instead of being like, you know what, you suck, you weren't able to do everything today. It's more so, you know, having compassion for yourself and being like, you know what, you're human. But why were we not able to accomplish these things today. Five minutes is easy to do. (laughs) I was thinking like, do you have to spend like 10, 15 minutes, but five minutes, I can allow five minutes in the morning while I eat my breakfast. Absolutely. Set an alarm and commit to that. Yeah. Or even just getting up five minutes earlier, just so you'll have that extra five minutes to be able to do it can also be very easily done, I think. Absolutely. When you mentioned inspired action, what exactly is inspired action? So I'll give you an example. The example that I gave to you when I was at that Tony Robbins conference, I got a a message or whatever to, I felt inspired to create the vision board workshops. And so if I did not take inspired action, I wouldn't have gone home and created the workshop. But because I kind of felt that nudge, and it came through to me, I took inspired action, went home right away, acted on it. And now we are here, we are two years later. So, so often, 
people, you know, they have these random urges to take a different route home or call a friend or make a post or take a picture or whatever it is that leads them to uh, going down a path that they desire. But so often people silence those desires and they don't take the inspired action. And then they wonder why, you know, why are things not happening in my life? Why aren't these miracles happening to me like they see for other people? It's like the universe is constantly trying to give people what they want, but we're silencing our desires and not taking the inspired action. So what my word is for 2021 is to have faith that whatever comes through to me is what's what I'm meant to hear and what I'm meant to act on and just go with it. So if I can give anybody some advice of who's listening is anytime you get a random urge to do something and make sure that it's coming from the heart and not from like revenge or something. But if you feel something coming from your heart center Mm -hmm. and you feel inspired to do something, then take the action maybe even write it down what what you heard or or what you felt to do and then pursue it and then look back and be like you know what I was totally guided like you know I took inspired action this is what it led to wow no that that just takes me back to just when I first started this whole podcast idea two years ago or the the idea came to me two years ago but I didn't act on it because it kept just coming every few every few months I would get that nudge but I wouldn't act on it and then finally it took a pandemic to just make me take that plunge and start acting on all these things that have been just put in me and I truly believe it is inspired action because I've had two different ideas that I keep having recurrent nudges and I'm like okay I think this is God in the universe telling me I need to act on this and I think this is the way that I'm going to be able to fulfill different areas in my life. Yeah, absolutely. And something that's super important is to celebrate anytime that those things come to you, just celebrate them and say thank you for them because then they'll continue to show up for you. Something that I've incorporated into my daily routine is I have like a magic journal or a manifestation journal. And every single time I have a blessing or a manifestation or, you know, a nudge to take inspired action, I write it down and I say thank you in my journal. And I write out the the result that it caused me to have in my life. Because what you focus on expands and get more of. Mm-hmm, that's true. That's, I mean, I've done an interview on manifesting. So this whole month is all about just exploring all of that so we can start ourselves off in a good place for 2021. Okay, so now I wanted to ask you another question because you mentioned the limited beliefs. What are the most common limited beliefs that you hear from like your clients that you coach? Yeah, I'd say the, the universal because limiting beliefs are not unique to ourselves. If you have it, then probably a hundred thousand or a million people have it as well or more, which is very interesting. But mm-hmm. the most common one is I'm not good enough or I'm not enough. And that's mm-hmm. super detrimental because when you don't believe that you're enough or good enough, then you don't pursue what it is that you're meant to be here on this planet. So and there's so much backing behind it. Like there's so many layers behind that belief that you have as an individual And everybody's I'm not enough stems from so many different things. And so it's important to do that inner work to really Mm -hmm. uncover what it is that is causing that feeling so that you can ultimately break through. But it's not like a, you're not, you could have an aha moment and be like, oh my gosh, like that's it. Like this is why I'm feeling that way. But honestly, it's, it's a journey and it's exciting because every time you step towards becoming the best version of yourself and uncovering those BS limiting beliefs that have been holding you back, you become stronger and more resilient and just you know a better person all together and and as you work on yourself it 
causes a ripple effect for all the other people around you. So yeah, I'm not good enough is probably probably the biggest one. What are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? I used to create New Year's resolutions, but they gave me a ton of anxiety. So what I'm going to do is just speak from my own personal Mm -hmm. experience. But for me, I feel like New Year's resolutions is people are focused on what is wrong in their life and then they focus on what they have to remove quit or take or change and so I don't think the new year should be all Mm -hmm. about change changing what is wrong with you I think it should be adding positive things into your life like adding adding in boundaries and adding in positive rituals and habits and instead of going to the extremes and being like oh I don't work out right now so I have to start working out seven days a week we're setting ourselves up for failure when we're heading towards the extremes so I would say choose three areas of your life that you want to really work on and work towards and then choose one goal in each of those areas Mm -hmm cause a domino effect in all those other areas. So for example, my goal this year is to run a half marathon. And so in order to run a half marathon, you obviously need to work out and eat healthy and feel really good in your body. So that one goal is going to cause a ripple effect for all the other areas in my life. I love that putting it that way. And I guess that's kind of goes back to like when you do your vision board, that's kind of an overall like what you want, but it, but then you have to do the work of like, okay, how am I going to achieve this? And what steps do I need to take to achieve this? this to where it's in a healthy way and I'm not gonna fall off track yeah exactly and something that I have on my one of my old vision boards is be open to possibilities and opportunities so when it comes to experiences and materialistic things those things you can't always plan so you have to be open to the universe or God just sending you gifts of you know manifesting them so When it comes to your body and physical health, yes, you need to take action towards it. And in in other areas, like if you want to manifest your soul partner, you can't just sit on the couch and not ever talk to anybody or leave your house. But to also detach from all the details around the how and the when. So Mm, I just believe that it's going to happen. Exactly. And then, like I said, take inspired action towards going in that direction. You've given us so much knowledge and a wealth of information to like set us up for an amazing 2021. Tell us about some of the services and workshops that you offer? Yeah, so I offer the vision board workshop, of course, it's so much more than the vision board workshop, you guys, we it's a two and a half hour experience. I just took it from one hour to two and a half hours, because I'm like, Oh my gosh, there's so much more I want to teach these people in these workshops. So it's an incredible experience. We go through, you know, guided visualization meditation, we break through some of our limiting beliefs and really gain clarity around what it is that we want to create in our life and create a vision board around that. So I'm just super passionate about it because it's something that we can do all over the world because it's done virtually. People can call their friends or their coworkers or their their tribes and I can book private sessions with people. So that's really exciting. Big groups. I have my ultimate fulfillment journal that people can buy online. They just have to reach out to me at Cass Henry Coaching. And then I also have my unapologetically on. Mm-hmm program. I haven't really advertised that much because I'm in the process of really amping it up with my coach, but it's it's that deep inner work that we have to go through in order to break through and break free from ourselves and our past and really step into the best version of us and figure out what limiting beliefs and things that are holding us back so that you can live your best 
life. So that's what unapologetically on purpose is all about. So all these three things encompass this really just to help people become the best versions of themselves and find their purpose for being. And that's my mission. No, that's awesome. And I, I love that you took a bad place in your life and then that inner voice got you out of that and then you're turning everything into something beautiful and helping others be able to live a better life their true best version of themselves life yes yes exactly thank you so keep sharing your talents because not everybody's able to do that kind of thing and, and I'm definitely going to go look on your website and see so do you have like a schedule already for 2021 workshops no so I usually just randomly pop them up I let people know on my Instagram so at Cass Henry Co coaching and then like I said people can schedule their own private sessions with me they for the private sessions it's a minimum of five people in the sessions or you can grab your pals and join one of the live workshops where there's people from all over the world I find those are super powerful because it's so much amazing energy all kind of put together especially during this time of the coronavirus where we're so disconnected that it's really nice to get together and dream again and believe in yourself and cheer each other and celebrate each other no that's that's very true so I'll, I'll be on the lookout for when you do another pop-up or maybe I'll get a group of people to do it with me yeah, that'd be awesome. What are your final thoughts or any final advice for all of my listeners that are listening out there? Yeah, I would say trust the journey. Trust the journey that you're on. You're exactly where you need to be. I would say have faith in whatever it is that mm -hmm. you want. Have faith that what your dreams are are made for you and that you're meant to become the best version of you. You are here on purpose with a purpose and to never underestimate your worth because that's our birthright. You're born worthy of love. You're born worthy of belonging and you're worthy of being happy. So just keep following your dreams, gain clarity around what it is that you want and then be unapologetic on your journey. No, I love that. That's beautiful. Cass, thank you so much for joining us on Life is Full of Daisies. I know we would probably talk all things manifesting vision boards, we could probably take up a lot more time, but we don't want to take up too much of your time. And again, thank you so much for joining us and really helping all of us have a better understanding on the vision board process and just helping us reach a better version of us. And just thank you. Yeah, you're so welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait to listen and connect with your audience. Yay. I know a lot of them showed a, lot, a great interest in just wanting to know more about what vision boards were. And I think this whole episode was more than just about vision boards. I think we covered different areas and I think it's going to be really helpful just to help others and inspire them to really take action in living the life that they want to live. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to continue. And thank you again so much for allowing me to be on this podcast. And I can't wait to continue to uh, to connect with you on social media. Yes. And this concludes this week's interview with my guest Cass. And I will be tagging all of her information on our Instagram as well as put the details in the episode information so that you can reach out to her. And her page is also really inspiring. And she has a lot of information there as well on just vision board and other stuff. She's honestly, she's got really inspiring page, especially if you know, you're working through things in life, especially if you're just wanting to transform your life and have more clarity on a lot of things and her highlights a lot of information there that she's already spoken about. But just go check her out. You'll love it. You won't regret it. Trust me. And with all that said, now we are going into our inspo seed of the week. I actually got this quote from Cass's page and here it goes. What you think 
You become what you feel you attract, what you imagine you create by Buddha. And this couldn't be any more truer to what the theme of this month has been. And it's it's all about your mindset, what you're feeling, and what you're putting out there and what you're imagining. You know, we all have bad days. That's inevitable. It's going to happen because life happens. But it's your mindset that's always going to change how you see everything and a lot of it goes back to when you are when you really reflect and look at all the good and look at all and are grateful for everything that you have been given it completely changes your whole view on how you see everything and, and just gratitude in general makes you see how much more you do have than what you don't have so again when you do a vision board it helps you start imagining how you will feel when you finally have those things it also helps you start planning and putting a plan in place so so that you can attain these goals. It's a map of a sort to help us attain what we really want in life. And for me, it's it's helped me in the past few years. It's kept me on track. I have, have kept all of my vision boards because I want to reflect later on in life and be like, wow, I did accomplish all these things. This is amazing. And it also helps us remember that we have to enjoy the journey as well. And even though a vision board shows us the big picture, we also have to learn how to enjoy that journey as we take it because that's part of the process. That's whole the whole part of growing and just loving it. And when you just and start enjoying whatever you're the journey that you're on and growing from that that's the most beautiful thing and once you do that and just reflect and be grateful for it it truly can transcend you into a different level so it's amazing get on your vision board I know you all will do amazing and when y'all do your vision boards go ahead and tag me I'll be posting my vision board and I will also be probably doing a small video on the steps that I did to do my vision board to help y'all out if you kind of are still not sure. But also reach out to me if you have any questions or Cass. Cass is amazing at answering anything and I'm more than happy to help y'all. And with all that said, don't forget to follow us on Life is Full of Daisies on Instagram where you can DM me or email me at hellodaisy at gmail.com. That is H-E-L-L-O d-e-i-s-s-y at gmail.com i always love getting all of y'all's messages and feedback it truly truly makes my day and it does inspire me because it keeps me going because someone took their time out of their day to let me know what they loved about the episode or just gave me general feedback and that truly i do appreciate because in a world where it's so fast-paced you can be forgotten but y'all are amazing you continue to do you and hey we growing y'all we're going to continue to grow and be our best version of ourselves and don't forget to go on apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review to help me grow and reach a bigger audience y'all have an amazing week don't forget to be kind along the way and do an act of kindness bye